This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share His love. All right, well, hey, good morning, and welcome to episode 14 of Radiant Reflections. My name is Josh. (laughs) Caught me mid Caught you you right in the middle of some coffee there. JB, Josh, Brown as well. Yep. We should just rename this podcast like the Josh. The Josh. Josh cast. Yes. I like it. It's got a. Yeah. And then we have Kinsey or we got to get Ryan to come in sometime. We do. We really like I was thinking about that earlier because I was like, man, like we should get, you know, Pam or, you know, Rasika, you know, get some of of the peeps. I agree. Cycling through here. Maybe once we get a little bit past a couple weeks into January, we can. We'll start dragging some of them in here by their toes. Yeah. Right. Oh, I think I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah. I will say, like, I don't know if any of you guys are, are like long time watchers, listeners, mm-hmm. but I think uh and I don't know if it's still the case, I haven't gone back to look. But for a while, like our highest viewed and listened to episode was actually when our wives took over. Do you remember it that? It was. So when yeah. Katie, Nicole, Lisa, I, and Amy all took over and they're they did easier the on the camera lens, man. <laughs> I mean, they're just easier on the eyes. I think that's so yeah, that's so the that thing. was for a while, that was our our, yeah. our our highest viewed and listened to episode was not yeah. us yakking or me and well, Ryan yak. It was uh, it was our wives. My joke, I shared it yesterday with Presnell's Mike and Cheryl in the lobby. It's my joke for over 20 years. I've got the face for radio. I work in radio. I'm made for it. Oh, but with that beard, like you got to, you got to, you got to showcase that bugger, man. Getting a little bit of salt. Yeah, that's okay. A little bit of salt. That's uh, what's Proverbs call that wisdom. The crown of the <laughs> ye of hoary head. <laughs> you go to King James. Ye of hoary head. That's why called. I can't read King James. I, nah, I would just nah. get too tripped up. I'd be like, "What's that mean? What does that even mean?" Yeah, same. So, no, cool. Same. Well, hey, uh, as always, we've got a cup of coffee in front of us. Well, we each have a yes. cup of coffee in front of us. Um, I get a now, reach. I've okay. Like I'm dr- like I took a, a nice sip before we started rolling. Okay. And again, you you all know if you've if you've been with us, right? Like I'm really bad at this, mm. like, hey, it tastes like whatever. But this seemed similar to me. Okay. I think it was the episode we had Kinsey on. Okay. Right. When one of the one of the notes listed was pie crust. Okay. I felt like this had a very similar taste and feel. Kind of a okay. Like a not doughy, like and squishy, but like that, mm-hmm. that that pie crust thing. That was the yeah. the word that came to mind. I think people I'm probably use wrong. Word toothsome, toothsome, toothsome. Like huh. if something has a little chew. And coffee people, there is a mouthfeel way that they describe it. It's hilarious. Well, but then, I mean, mouthfeel—that's a real thing. It I love like that's like Texture. my litmus test for uh, Caesar dressing. Okay, the viscosity. Well, but but like if you. A real Caesar dressing has mm. anchovies or anchovy paste it in it. Yes, it and does. And you can like, there's a certain mouth feel. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you have a salad with like a fake or like cheap knockoff Caesar right. dressing, like you know, it's like this is garbage. Like they didn't put any anchovies in this. Anchovies are good. See, I don't like anchovies, mm. but I love mm. I love that flavor and feel. Yeah. in a Caesar dressing. Yeah, I don't so, mind. I don't mind anchovies, but okay. So anyways, you you yeah, got so pie crust. So, okay. Yeah, so what? What now? Okay. Have you ever? You know, here's what we need to do one of these days. Mm-hmm. I need to bring in a coffee. Okay. And not tell yes. you what it is. Just let me brew it and let you make it, and okay. then see what you pick up. Okay. Because I want. Because I know, like, I'm really bad at this. I want to see 
you know, Kinsey's got a super refined palate. He does. Like refined. you could, like if you cook something with nutmeg like six miles away, like he'll get hints of it on the wind. <laughs> like that's all. It's that's true. All, that's you all. know who we actually need to awesome. bring in? Maybe we could do like a brief segment with Paul and Jared at Five Lakes because they actually do cuppings across the street at the roaster. Like they know how to. I've never been a part of a cupping, which is a way that you slurp the coffee and like taste Okay, which it. is really interesting you spit to me. spit it out. Because cupping, cupping to me, like yeah. that's, so my background, occupational therapy, yeah. physical therapist, right? Yes. We, we actually did like a little in-service one time on cupping. Yes. Which doesn't have anything to do with coffee. No. For those of you that are thinking, this is actually, you, you essentially like suction. It leaves a mark. <laughs> these things to your body. Yeah. So yeah, cupping is totally different no. from that yeah. realm. Coffee, yeah, different. Okay. Okay, what are we drinking? This is from Ruby Roasters. Oh, your favorite. Uh, my favorite, Ruby Roasters. And if you're down for a third wave subscription, like if you want to get into coffee, Ruby is a very affordable company to get good coffee from, which is what I like. This is a Loma Verde, and this is a Colombian. This is a Colombian coffee. And the tasting notes are apricot, caramel or caramel depending on how you want to say that uh, tangerine and dark chocolate. Those are the notes. Yeah. So I suck at this because I wasn't getting anything. Fruity. Well, now dark chocolate and pie crust can be very similar. Okay. The dark chocolate, like as I'm mm -hmm. feeling it. Yes, mm -hmm. I get that. But like none of the fruits. Yeah. The apricot and the tangerine. I'm, I'm also not uh, tasting that, but you get, what was the other one? There's a third fruit. There's there? apricot, tangerine, um, dark chocolate and uh, what was the I other thought one? there was a third fruit. I didn't catch that. Oh, maybe I was wrong. It's mm. possible. Okay, it was pretty good. It's you know, it's good coffee though. You know what? We ought to just you know we've you know we talked about having all their staff members and we ought to just grab like random people. Well, not random people, but like people, people we, that know. we know. Well, yeah. like Jeff, right? Jeff, yeah. our sixth wave coffee. Uh, friend, yes, Jeff, <laughs> whom I'm pretty sure has gotten more mentions on this podcast, yes, uh, than just about anybody. We yeah. ought to have him on here, yeah. just so everyone's like, "Who's this Jeff guy that they yeah. keep talking about?" I think he he works in Elkhart, though. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I it might be tough for him to get uh, the time off, but maybe we can figure it out. Jeff, if you have like a Monday off, ever, ever, oh, yeah. we're shooting on Sunday this week. That's true. That's true. We're shooting on Sunday this week, Jeff. You got to let us know. <laughs> Let us know if you want to be on the podcast. You got to you got to message us, and uh, <laughs> we'll see it. Oh, and we should give a shout out too uh, to Frank because Frank uh, has been posting comments as well as Jeff on YouTube. Yes. So for those watching yes. on YouTube, it's been cool to see. Uh, I think Frank says he does his coffee hot and black in uh, in the morning. So which is great. Frank probably our most powerful worshiper dude i love it i love yeah. it like i'll be like i sit on the opposite side of the worship center as frank yeah. like and you hear yeah. him just belting it out it's awesome he's for real i love it that dude's for real so i wish yep. i could sing that loud yeah but i can't he's he's got a strong voice it's so, good yeah. joyful noise yes episode 14 this is wonderful this is like this is our dream come true josh with what we're going to be talking about beginning today and then for, for a while, for a while. So yeah. for those of you uh, that were with us yesterday at church, Ryan began unpacking a multiple month journey on the spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices. And let's pause right there and ask that question. Do you say practices or do you say discipline? Or I actually, I use them interchangeably. Okay. Like I've, I've always been a disciplines guy. Right. But I know like after reading some of Comer's stuff, yeah. like, it's like, oh, practices, that's mm -hmm. 
might fit again because a lot of times we have and we've talked about this before mm -hmm. we have these negative associations with the word discipline right um so maybe some people like dis uh, like practices or habits mm -hmm. you know whatever they're all proverbs they're all says that the fool hates discipline don't be a fool yeah don't do it yeah okay so you you'll use them interchangeably <laughs> i use them interchangeably i think i do too yeah, so, I use them interchangeably. I don't have uh, specifically one that I like to use. And I think but. it was good that Ryan unpacked that yesterday because that's, you mm -hmm. know, sometimes in communication world, right, whether it's through preaching a message or on the podcast, right, it can be actually really confusing if you use, <laughs> if you if you throw around different terms yeah, and, and you don't clarify, oh, these are actually the exact same thing. Right. You know, and then you're like, wait, wait, are we... Are we talking about, yeah. Is it a discipline or is it a practice? And what's the difference between the yes. two? And, yeah. Yes. So there you go. No, yeah. I mean, it's, and yesterday was really kind of a kickoff mm -hmm. of the whole series. And just some of you are like, wait, I thought we were supposed to be in Awaken for like three or four years. Mm -hmm. uh, don't worry. We're, we'll bounce back to that. But this was just one of those things. Like we really felt like, okay, mm -hmm. hey, this is a direction we need to go. This is how we need to start the year. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and we talked about last week, you know, the word for the church was the word more that God has more for us. And I loved how Ryan really kind of double clicked on that idea, that concept of more by saying the more is mm. this. So the more is finding uh, or putting yourself in a position to be closer to Jesus through the disciplines and practices. And and this is probably something I think we'll probably need to say every single solitary episode the disciplines and practices in and of themselves uh, have no power. There's no magic. Right. This is not a. This is not no. a magic formula that no. like do these six things and and yeah, you're going to be golden. Kind God of is not a slot machine. Like no. you don't put in your prayer quarters and and pull the lever and get things back. That said, <laughs> when we choose the practices and disciplines, God does seem to respond because these disciplines actually put us into a place to be closer to him. And when we're closer to him, we hear him more clearly. Um, yeah, there's just all kinds of good things. So No, that's good. And, and I love the kind of the questions mm -hmm. Ryan opened with yesterday because i think it's it's a good challenge for all of us right because it's we're, we're looking at this idea that for the church this word is more that god has mm -hmm. more for us but but ryan asked the question he says are are you longing for more of mm. jesus you know um he had um you know his other question he had a couple of them right so are we are we longing to go deeper in mm -hmm. our faith and are we actually ready to go deeper mm-hmm Right, so these are so these are some of those questions, and I think it's good for us to actually spend time and sit in that, right, and and ask and answer those questions. Mm -hmm. You know, because as he as he was as he was uh, teaching yesterday, I think it, the 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 thought came to me, right, like like we are much better disciples of other things mm -hmm. oftentimes than we are of Jesus, mm -hmm. right, and the thing, and and as we were sitting, because you know. He, it was really cool yesterday. We had we had some different spaces for, you know, brief spaces for reflection and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. Yep. And and you know, just this thought of man, like, are we better disciples of, you know, the sport that we play, mm -hmm. yeah, or the sport and and you know this and hey the and, hobby and and, and mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes I think maybe people think I'm just like a sports hater. I'm not an athlete. Like I, I j I never was. Um, I don't follow sports. I don't care who wins. Quite sure. frankly, so so sure. hear that, right? Like, 
sometimes it seems like I'm kind of like just dumping on sports. Right. I do think that is a, a very uh, prevalent example, though, in our culture mm-hmm. of something that can very quickly take the place, intentionally or unintentionally, of uh, our pursuit of Jesus. I, I say that somewhat you know, carefully. The but- scriptures that are coming to my mind as you're saying that is, you know, it's been said, uh, what, what is it? Where, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also, Jesus mm-hmm. said. And and we Christians will say, you know, look at your checkbook, mm-hmm. like the things that are important to you, that's that's going to kind of reveal. Something that, that um, we've been doing at Radiant Life in the worship team, there's close to 60 of us on the worship team. And about five months ago, we started uh, with seven other people, plus myself, eight of us diving into a cohort. And one of the biggest components of that cohort is actually tracking time. Because that's another, you know, the idea of, yes, you can look at your checkbook. You look at your yeah. calendar. That's going to tell you. Well, that's the point. As much as, yeah. Yep. That's exactly what I'm saying is that, you know, look at how much time that you're spending on apprenticing and deci- being a disciple of whatever it is in your life. You fill in the blank and then look at the time that you're investing in your discipleship and apprenticeship apprenticeship to Jesus. It's not great at first, you know, and for us in this cohort, we're not like keeping track of things and being like, oh, you didn't have your quiet time. Mm. There's literally actually none of that. No one shares their data. No one talk. No one says I did this, this, this. It's completely and 100% anonymous and private. But what's coming and bubbling to the surface as we're tracking various components of our life is awareness. Mm. And the awareness, you know, the, the, the concept of this cohort from the beginning was you cannot grow what you don't track. It's impossible. If you want to grow a savings account, if you want to grow muscles, if you want to lose weight, if you're not tracking it, you're not going to grow. So the, the disciplines and practices, I think, are metric kind of things. Mm. It could easily tip over into legalism. Mm-hmm. It can easily turn God into a slot machine. But the, the, I love what Ryan said. That they, they are the methods by which we put ourselves before Jesus. Talk, talk about your own experience, Josh, with the disciplines and how that has been. Uh, well, just talk about your experience <laughs> with the disciplines and practices. Yeah. Just in general? In your life. Well, uh, okay. I, I, let me, I'll laser it in a little bit more. Talk about uh, how regularity, I guess, in any area, it doesn't have to be all of them. Where's, where has been that fruit? And I want to get to that too in our conversation because Ryan kind of at the end came to that place. Well, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll lead into it with a, with a non-spiritual. And this is where, again, is mm-hmm. kind of something from that, like, man, like, are we way more better disciples of other things? Mm-hmm. But I mean, but I think you can, you could, you can see a parallel I'm trying to connect some dots in my brain here. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about lifting weights, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And and go to this idea of regularity. Mm-hmm. But if I say, hey, you know what? I really want to. I want to increase my strength. Mm-hmm. You know, again, background is in occupational therapy. Sometimes functionally, we would work people to increase strength so that they have the the, the physical ability to do things that they need to do on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. So you say, hey, we want to increase strength. That will not. You know, an, an effective approach to that is not going to be, you know, I, I grabbed I grabbed a weight 
once this week. I did did five you know curls. What would be the result I in mean, therapy if they nothing, did that? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, really, nothing. You would probably lose. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> especially especially if you're in a place of uh where you've had you know some atrophy mm-hmm. i was i was working with people in a hospital i was working with people in a hospital and so so our our general rule of thumb right in in hospitals man for every every week you spend laying in a hospital bed it's going to take three weeks for you to get back yeah. to normal not meant just, to be laying just, down right right like like we were created <laughs> to move we were created yeah. to to be involved and engaged in our our environment right right so it's a like you you can't do this right i i remember the guy man it drove me crazy like as a therapist like you're not allowed to like smack people upside the head but as one of those guys you wanted to because like i'd yeah. go in and and you know people have the option right like we can't force them to work with us right um but you go to the, one of this guy. He was on the oncology unit, and mm. we're like, "Hey, man, we got to get you up. We got to get you moving. We got to, we got to." Yeah. Like you've been laying here for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to do something. He's like, "Hey, no, like leave me alone. Like I'll, I'll do therapy when I'm stronger." I'm like, <laughs> "You're missing, you're missing the point here, yeah. bud." Uh, yeah. You're, you're not going to get stronger laying in your bed. Yeah. Like you, you have to do this, and you have to do it on a regular basis. Yeah. Because doing five curls once a week, you're. You will see zero, zero impact of in that. In fact, you might, depending on the weight that you do for those five reps that one day a week, you might injure yourself. You might yourself. injure yourself. The disciplines are the same way. If you just dip your toe in the water and you, you, you that slot machine psychology and the way that you think about approaching God, you're going to be much more transactional. If I do this, then I'm going to get this, that one time a week or two, mm. twice a week, which could bring spiritual soul-based injury to you, not get you closer to God. Um, yeah. So all that to lead into that idea of, of yeah. regularity. Okay. Right. Like, and I think some of it too is like, we were created some of this, you could say, maybe this is a personality thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think we were created for rhythm. Mm. Right. You look from the very beginning of creation, mm-hmm. even in, even in the way. And now there's like poetic structure used in, in, you know, in scripture, but like even some of the rhythm that we see mm-hmm. in the way that God describes creation. Mm-hmm. And then you have this, this, uh, right out of the get go, God says, oop, seventh day, mm-hmm. seventh. we're going to breathe. We're going to breathe. Right. So you, you see this mm-hmm. rhythm built in, uh, I think rhythm is woven all throughout, Mm-hmm. Uh, scripture, you see this with the feasts, you right? You, you go back yes. to the, the Hebrew people, right? You, they have these yearly rhythms. Mm-hmm. You have, it's like, hey, we're going to mm-hmm. celebrate this. We're going to pause. We're going to celebrate. We're going to pause. We're going to celebrate. We're going to pause. Like rhythms, regularity is built mm-hmm. into the system right out of the get go, mm-hmm. right? And, and in the same way, right, as we uh, take these things, these various disciplines, again, yesterday, Pastor Ryan talked about a boatload of them that we're going to cover worship prayer yes. silence and solitude mm-hmm. confession and repentance yep right? i mean we've we've got a lot of ground that we're going to be covering mm-hmm. in the next the next several months if we just take those and we're like oh yeah like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go have this you know 10 minutes of silence and solitude once a month mm-hmm. you're gonna be miserable you're gonna you're gonna probably hate it <laughs> yeah. uh, Yes. Because, because yes. guess what? It's it's really it's really hard. Yeah. But as you do it, right? In a sense, and maybe this, this is the wrong way to look at it. But you you develop. I don't want to say a tolerance because that makes it seem like it's a negative thing. Mm-hmm. But you you kind of do. You do. Right. I remember. I remember when I started. Yeah. Right. I was. I was. I've probably talked about this before on the podcast. But Pete Scazzaro. He has a emotionally healthy spirituality, and he's got like a cool little. It's like a forty day 
devotional kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you start every day and every and every well mm-hmm. under every office with with mm-hmm. this two minutes of silence. Yep, you bookend. And the first time, like it was like two minutes of silence, I set the timer on my phone, and I'm like. <laughs> When is this two minutes going to be done? Like I'm going crazy, yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah. and it's just it's really difficult. But over time, as you do that, two minutes goes by like that. Yeah, five minutes goes by like mm-hmm. that. Ten minutes, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. You know, yes. You eventually build up, and and you start to see the results of like again maybe I'm. I'm tired, ladies and gentlemen. I'm tired. So if my if, <laughs> I'm, if I'm not coherent, no, just, just just blame that. Um, but the the benefit, we'll say yeah. the benefit, becomes more apparent mm-hmm. over time. Because that first time you do two minutes of silence, you're like, "There's no way this is healthy," right? Because I'm fairly certain I just went insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's not good for me. Mm-hmm. But over time. Like you're able to sit in this place and you're like, and it, and it's a breath of fresh air. Without the regularity, you're not going to get there. Mm-hmm. It will be painful every time. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, I mean, you pick any discipline, you know, study, right? Mm-hmm. Study is another one of the disciplines. Mm-hmm. Spending time digging into scripture, right? Sitting in, sitting in the word. If you do that sporadically, you do that one or two times a week, it's probably going to be painful. It's going to feel mm-hmm. like you're pulling teeth just to get it and and dig into scripture. Mm-hmm. But as you do that multiple times per week, mm-hmm. multiple weeks out of the month, multiple months in the year, you know, mm-hmm. like as you go, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is good. This mm-hmm. isn't. This isn't painful right this is beneficial right? well there was a massive study various those of us have taught on stage uh we've shared this study a, a couple times but there's a massive study it was thousands and thousands of christians and just the relationship between being in the word of god just consuming the word of god um and how life change equates to consuming the word of god and what they found is that if you're in the bible uh one to three uh days per week you will experience zero change in your life. Literally, you will. You could read the Bible and nothing will change in your life. But when you tip the scales to a majority of the week and you go to four days per week, there's a percentile, percentile increase in life change, in, in you, you being more like Jesus. You get to five days, get to six days, and it begins to increase. So... um I liked the way that Ryan focused on the fact that all of the spiritual disciplines and practices are about being more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So what what he, the way he set this this up was to say that, you know, let's look into the Bible and let's see what did Jesus do? Like what were his practices and disciplines? Now, we could go way down a rabbit <laughs> hole and ask, did he need the practices and disciplines? Well, and even because I think too, you could look at um, even for him mm-hmm. some of the regularity now, because we do have to be careful that we mm-hmm. don't superimpose our model onto scripture, mm-hmm. right? Um, right? But it is important also to remember, like we don't have <clears throat> Jesus. Let's say he, he was in ministry; he had his ministry for three, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. We have a very very tiny sliver of that in scripture 
So, I mean, there are some, some things that we can extrapolate from that. We mm -hmm. can pull from that principles that we can glean from that. Yeah. Um, but it's also important. So we could, so we say, Hey, did Jesus daily get away to spend time with the father? We don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. It seems like it. However, however, you and I, JB, yeah. we're not God incarnate. <laughs> right. I, I think we need, right. We need it even more. We need it even more than Jesus did. Mm -hmm. So, so if you're like, well, yeah, because I know in, in some, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I have been accused of, of being a little bit of punk rock and stick it to the man and kind of give the system the bird. Mm -hmm. Uh, from time to time mm -hmm. so that there is part of me that's like well did did we see this in jesus but again i think we need it even more we do know right yeah. jesus was clearly well versed in scripture mm -hmm. uh we also know right if 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 this is if this is the the living active word of god right this mm -hmm. is the primary means of revelation to humanity mm -hmm. from our creator why would we not mm -hmm. why would we not spend time in this well and spending time in the word is spending time with jesus john 1 oh, 1 yeah. says in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was made flesh verse 14 in that chapter says and the word became flesh and dwelt among us you know the bible it, it, jesus was a living uh uh extrapolation of the entire word of God. He was a walking, breathing testimony of the word of God. So when we get into the Bible, it's a holy document inspired by God, written through many people by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We are connecting with Jesus himself in the word. And that's that's a that's an important distinction, uh, I think, with the other practices. One of the cool things that we do see in the life of Jesus, you look at Luke 4, and it says, as his custom, depending on the mm. tradition, as his practice was, he, he congregated with the people of God in the temple on the Sabbath day and was a part of congregational worship. And it says that was his custom and that was his practice. So we know that that was one. So keep going, Josh. Haley, don't cut this. I'm going to close the blind. Oh, keep going. all right. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to remember what I was talking about. Well, uh, regularity, oh, right. regularity. No, no, no. But I mean, so, so, so I want to bounce back. And and uh, ladies and gentlemen that are listening and watching, I'm like, forgive me if this turns into a little bit of a rant. Um, but again, sometimes we struggle, right? Like we uh, going into the the Radiant Institute, which is something you know, Pastor Ryan and I are involved with. Right? But we 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 had all of the students mm -hmm. fill out a like a brief survey before oh and you do this with uh with the worship team too we do but, but we asked mm -hmm. hey how many times a week are you normally in scripture mm -hmm. right and we had we had less than half of the people going in the radiant institute were four or more wow uh, were four or more we had some that i think we had one that was zero sure like, i'm not naming names but we had we had a handful that were one to two mm -hmm. right yeah and and so forever there seems to be this this struggle mm-hmm to dig into scripture and you think, well, I just, and, and, and that's where I, I go on that little bit of that, that tangent on like, well, you're a, you're a disciple of, of somebody. Mm. You are practicing disciplines of something. Yes, you are. Right? Why is it that we struggle so much to practice the spiritual disciplines again, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on sports people, right? And this, and this, I'll, quite frankly, this is why I say if this gets too, too ranty, JB, you just rein me in. Okay, okay? I'm so, a sports guy a little bit. Well, so like, 
<clears throat> prior to my current role, or I spent the first chunk of years at Radiant Life working with students. Mm-hmm. But you know, and over the over the time that I've been here, like more and more, it's like like sports seasons never really end. No, like I Just mean, spill into it, the next thing. Well, but it, but it's like all right, yeah. hey, like it's you know what when is football season? Like the fall, right? September mm-hmm. through November. But it's like it's like they're starting. Like, hey, we got to start our like our football starts in yeah February or whatever because we're yeah. weightlifting, we're doing all this. Yeah, it's cool. Hey, please, and then and you get two me, days me, in me, August. Hear me, hear me. Like, <laughs> play sports, play yeah, sports, yeah. do awesome. It's like, good for you. Glorify God with the the athletic abilities that you have. Mm-hmm. Cool. But you've got people that six to seven days a week they are mm-hmm. they are engaged in disciplines mm-hmm. for their sport. Yeah. choice yeah but then it's like yeah but i just don't have any time for this yeah or again the classic you know netflix has become kind of the the, the poster child for the thing that keeps people out of the scripture <laughs> yeah but it's it, it's like hey man i just i i can only get in scripture more than two days a week but it but if i were to look and this is where i love that you know you've got people tracking <laughs> but you're gonna I, be shocked I, if you I do watched, this i watched 40 hours worth of netflix this week you know what i mean like, right. I mean, I didn't this week, but yeah. I, but I'm saying, like, yeah, if, yeah. if we were really honest, yes, and we, and we took a took a look at the way we spent our time, yeah, like, that is in a sense a discipline, because mm-hmm. that's something that you're engaging in on a regular yep. basis, and that will form you. That will form you. It is. But then, in the same breath, we say, "I just man, it's really hard to get into God's Word more mm-hmm. than a day or two a week." I think the big reason, Josh, why people struggle getting into the word of God, it's really a perception thing. And I'm going to, I listened to Ruth Haley Barton's podcast, uh, Silence and Solitude. I'll tell you, listeners, viewers of this podcast, you want to get into that podcast. Well, she was, she was interviewing Aaron Nyquist, which used to be one of the worship leaders at Willow Creek, which is actually where uh, Ruth uh, came out of as well. Um, and he, he was telling this story about how his kids were going to a VBS or not a VBS, but some kind of Bible engagement thing for, uh, children at the church that it wasn't Willow Creek. It was another church. And as a dad, you know, his kids come home from this and, and, uh, he asked them, you know, what did you learn about the word of God? What, what is the truth that you learned about the word of God? And this child said to her, their dad, uh, Aaron, uh, God gave us the Bible to show us that we're sinners and that we need God. And I think there's truth there. There definitely is truth there, but very, 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 very little truth there. And and you hear me when I say this and Aaron was, he was, he was offended and wanted to go. Uh, it's huh. funny because he said, uh, I wanted to go and burn that church down. Like he was being ferocious, you know, Whoa. as a dad, he was joking. Well, okay. You know? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, cause honestly, like I would, I would say that well, is a, that is a part of it, but listen to this. So he <laughs> said, interestingly, what if you were to look at the Bible and say, actually, this document is the method by which God is used, uh, to, to reveal his love for you that this is how God reveals his love for you and to you through the word of God, the truths found in it. Now, love isn't always uh, uh, kissy-feely, right? It's not always unicorns and butterflies and, and rainbows. Sometimes love, we're dads, we know, 
you know, sometimes love is uh, applying the board of knowledge to the seat of, uh, or what is it? What is <laughs> seat it? of foolishness, yeah, probably. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, and, and we've talked a little bit about that here in this podcast. So I think if you were to look at the word of God and all of the practices and disciplines, the way that Ryan couched it, the way he framed it, and this is what I have to remind our cohort team regularly. When you're approaching God through the disciplines and the practices, you have to have your why answered before you start. Mm. You've got to be able to say, why am I doing this? Because I love Jesus. I want to be closer to Jesus. I want to hear his voice and I want to be obedient to him. If you have any other why in approaching the disciplines, you're in for trouble. Legalism's on your heels, right? To, to devour you with that. Um, comparison and judgment of others is, is which is a form of legalism. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because it's to say, I've, I've arrived, accomplished this and you yeah, haven't, yeah. you're clearly a scumbag. So, so for me and these, the people I have in this cohort, these are like seasoned Christians. These are people who are leaders and they've been walking with Jesus a long time, but I'm telling you every single solitary time I meet with them. And then on the weeks off, when I connect with them on a, a Slack, which is our communications platform, I tell them, don't forget your why. Don't forget your why. Because your flesh is going to tell you, oh, if I just read blah, 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 and I fast and I have Sabbath and I do all these things, then God has to love me. No, he loves you as you are, where you are, how you are right now. As you are, where you are, and how you are right now, he loves you. Listener or viewer, even if you don't know Jesus, the love that God has for Josh and I is the same love he has for you, even though you don't believe. Mm-hmm. And he proved it by dying before you were ever even born on your behalf. So I think if we can shift our perspective, like we can shift our, the way that we're seeing and perceiving the word of God, man, maybe we'll have more joy in the doing. No. And I'll, I'll, I mean, I I don't, maybe it's not pushing back, but, and my wife accuses me of being kind of a fire and brimstone kind of, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that guy. Cause I, cause I would actually say when we, when we look at scripture and we are able to see that innocent, like we are sinners yes. separated from God, yes. we can actually appreciate the magnitude of his love mm-hmm. even more. Yes. You know, I mean, Paul talks about this in Romans, man, like we were, we were his enemies. Mm-hmm. We were sinners. Yep. And when we are in mm-hmm. that place, he still came and chose to die for us. Yeah. Right? Like it, it, it reinforces greatly the message of grace, mm-hmm. right? That this is not, this is not because we got all our, our stuff together and right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I, I think it, 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 they're both true, but yes, ultimately, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. we want to, we want to be able to, to come to scripture as a, as a, as a, a love letter. In a sense. Yeah. And why um, is that? Because we, we learn in the scriptures, this uh, judgment is below mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And it's the love of God that leads people to mm. repentance. It's his great love for you and for me that actually brings me to a place to say what you just said. I am a sinner in desperate need. Friends, that's why for me, one of my spiritual practices is the Jesus prayer, right? The Jesus prayer is a very simple uh, prayer. It's Lord Jesus Christ, son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I need that mercy every day. And I've walked with Jesus 23, four years now. I need mercy every day. And to come into that acknowledgement of his great love for me and his mercy for me, 
but I'm still asking for it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying just mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I've, I've arrived and I've got the mercy of God. No, I, I need it again today. It's new, new this morning. And those, um, and you know, that, that's, that hits on something that I think sometimes uh, might trip people up with, you know, as we journey through the, some of the, the disciplines, the practices, mm -hmm. um, there are elements of them that sometimes seems ritual or I want to talk about that recited <laughs> but yeah. my encouragement to you right especially you know maybe you come out of a very uh liturgical very mm -hmm. um structured high church church yeah high church and and it kind of left a bad taste in your mouth now there are people that they actually find great joy and peace and comfort mm -hmm. in in the structure mm -hmm. we're all wired a little bit different mm -hmm. but it goes back to what JB was just saying, right? It's it's about the why, mm. right? Like you could pray that prayer, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. And you, if you just do it out of like, oh, yep, this is what I've got to say every day. Yeah. No change. Then that's, that's all it's going to be. Mm -hmm. But if you pray that because- You need you, it. You recognize <laughs> that you are in need of the mercy of God every mm -hmm. day. That's a, that's a legitimate prayer, even mm -hmm. though it's recited or ritual. Yeah. So yeah, but you wanted you wanted I, to hit on that. I, I'm so thankful that you used the word ritual there, and and uh, it's gonna ruffle some feathers here. Like I've been Protestant my whole life. Ruffle them, bro. Ruffle Let's go. Them. Let's go. <laughs> I've been Protestant my whole life. Like I was the first baby dedicated when there was 15 people meeting above a TV repair shop in Lagrange in 1979. My parents were two of like 15 people. They were the first ones to have a child of this group of parents. Uh, so I've been a part of the Protestant church my whole life. My mother is, came from the Irish Catholic church. We have deep rooted uh, connection to Notre Dame even. Um, and much of my family is still Catholic. Um, and I think the why thing is, is absolutely important. But here's the thing I want to challenge you. Go back in scripture and look at the way that God led his people to remember who God was. I contest that it's always been ritual. It's always been routine. It's always been rhythm. You brought it up about creation, starting creation. Uh, you know, when when God would bring the Israelites it, 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 through a certain battle or, or conquering a certain land, he would tell them to do strange things like take these 12 stones and make a little memorial mountain, <laughs> like make this little thing so that you don't forget. Put these jewels on this vest for the 12 tribes of Israel that you won't forget these things. So I think that ritual, when the why is wrong, is bondage. Mm. It's bondage. It's, it, it, it's death. I think that is the law that Paul is speaking of. And he says the letter brings death. Ritual outside of the, the motivation of the spirit of God and the why of connection to Jesus himself is death. And, and for a lot of my Catholic brothers and sisters, they're, they're in the middle of that. Not all of them, but many of them are in the middle of that. Maybe even Episcopal or Presbyterian Lutheran churches where there's high church. They're in the middle of, of a, a, a bondage of, of ritual that isn't bringing life to them. Now, for those of us who were raised in the Protestant church, then we start discovering some of the beauty of the liturgical prayers. Mm -hmm. We start discovering the beauty of, of, of ritual, of a way to remind us, Josh, I just can't even begin to tell you how glorious it has been for me as a follower of Jesus to come closer to God through those practices. Mm. 
through things that, man, I used to think they were evil. Like I used to think these things were like, this was an idol that, Hey, and they could be whatever. But for my life, as I'm, as I'm growing as a follower of Jesus, it's, it's been beautiful to just rediscover those things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know what's at the heart of, you know, sometimes there's a, I don't know if it's a, a fear of, I don't know what the fear is, but even things like, you know, you've got these different liturgies. You, you turned, uh, you turned me on to the uh, Every Moment Holy. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's just, it's these collections mm-hmm. of written prayers. And they're simple prayers. But they're beautiful. Yes. And sometimes, and I, and this is a, a personal thing, right? There, there's this, there's this, I don't know, draw to originality. Like, oh, well, I've got to pray something original, otherwise it doesn't count. Well, that I don't know where that comes from because right. that's not <laughs> that's not Jewish people pray the Shema like every yes. morning, every night, right? Like it's the the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And and again, I would say if 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 you're doing that out of a true remembrance that this is who God is, mm-hmm. then that's a that's a valid prayer. Get your why in order, but, but we uh, <laughs> yeah, but we we want to be original in all mm-hmm. of our stuff. Set that aside, man. If you if you mm-hmm. look at the you know the Book of Common Prayer or yes. um, again some of these some of the every moment holy, there's stuff there's stuff in there. You're gonna read the co- table of contents. You're gonna be like, really? There's a prayer for really? changing the there's diapers. There's a prayer for changing diapers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but it covers. Okay, this is this is probably a little bit of a sidetrack, but I, I do like. Every moment holy. Right. So he's got two volumes out. Yeah. I'm, volume I'm one, volume two. Puts out a third one. So volume two is all about death and dying. Which you it's know, yucky. there you go. But but you look at it and we are called mm. scripture tells us to pray without ceasing, right? Mm-hmm. Prayer is supposed to be a way of life. Mm-hmm. This thing that invades every aspect of our life. It's not just a at church thing or just a quiet time thing or just a mm-hmm. faith thing. Like, how do you pray? Like I love it, and I've used it. There's a liturgy for when you're frustrated with a child, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and you read it, and you're mm-hmm. like, "This is exactly what I want to express." And this guy, through the giftings that he's been given mm-hmm. by by Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. has penned these these beautiful prayers, and we can take advantage of these things. Yeah. And if we're praying them out of a genuine heart, that's a genuine prayer, mm-hmm. even though you didn't come up with the words yourself. I don't know. So Josh, I, I've, I've given uh, copies of those to, I don't even know how many people. I always keep four to five on my bookshelf at home, the paperback ones, not the hardbound ones. Those are really spendy. <laughs> but if you want a home, grab the two hardbound ones. But there's these little small ones that are like- Oh, the travel size. Travel yeah. size. And I give those out as gifts. Um, and I can't tell you how many people that I've talked to. Uh, well, I'll tell you, uh, at my company, His Productions, we had a staff member who- their dad was out in the yard mowing the grass, 60s, not an old, not an old guy. And he just dropped. Hmm. Yeah. The the lady's name is Sally. She's been a part of our team for a long time. And I sensed in my spirit that I needed to send her uh the death and dying volume, volume two of Every Moment Holy. And she responded back to me and Sally said, you know, I didn't have words for my grief. I didn't have a way to communicate to God what was happening in my heart and how hard it was to lose my dad. And mm. she said, I began to read these prayers and it gave voice to my brokenness. It gave voice to my grief. Um, there's a way of trusting those who have gone before us, the ancient fathers and desert mothers and desert fathers, the people who have, who know 
a lot more than we do. And these prayers give voice, I think. No, and that's a that's a really good way to put it, right? So in the in volume two, Death and Dying, mm-hmm. but there's actually one uh, a couple of years ago I lost a family member to, to mm-hmm. suicide. Mm-hmm. And they ha- they have a liturgy for those that are wrestling when you're in that space of just wrestling with like anger. Yeah. Like all the, mm-hmm. all the emotions that could come with that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it very beautifully gives you the, the words it gives, it gives voice to the things that you're feeling, but you don't know how to express it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. yeah. So I would, I would encourage you. There's, there's your, there's your little tip of the day. We'll put links grab in the show a, notes. Yeah. Grab a copy of, yeah. uh, Every moment, holy volume one mm-hmm. covers all areas of life. That's the changing the diapers to you're mm-hmm. mad at your kids to you're backed up in traffic to you're at home and you hear sirens. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's all. I'll tell you how I how how I discovered it. It just kind of came up in my podcast feed. Andrew Peterson, who's a part of this, he and he reads this liturgy and it's it's called a liturgy before taking the stage. Mm. Andrew Peterson is probably one of the best singer songwriter storytellers. Christian or non-Christian, his music, he's just such a wonderful lyricist. He writes beautiful music, but there's a liturgy in this book about performers, people who play on a stage, people who sit under big, big lights and all that stuff, worship team people or, or theater, whatever. And it struck me how much it humbled Mm. and it, and it pushed all that bull crap sorry no sparkle and shine and glitz of of a stage off and it said jesus all the good in me is you and when i come onto this stage i'm laying it at your feet jesus i'm giving what you gave right back and it's this whole prayer and our worship team started praying that reading it and we'd pass the book around back in the green room and say let's pray this prayer over ourselves let's let's before we take the stage Let's humble ourselves before God using these words. Well, and you would use that actually go back back to lockdown, right? Because I remember when we would get together on Tuesday nights to record our services, mm-hmm. right? That was often like yeah. we would do that as a as a whole team, mm-hmm. you know, prior to recording our services. And, mm-hmm. and like you say, it's it's just this prayer that that reorients you to our proper position. Ooh, uh, I like in, that in God. Yeah, so. reorients us to proper position before God. That. Tweet that, y'all. <laughs> but uh, we'll, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. figure out a way to get uh, the links for that. I'll drop them in the show notes. But that's just that's just another way. Again, it will come up. We're going to talk about prayer in this series. We're, mm-hmm. yeah, we hit on a lot of stuff in this series. It's going to be, yep. yep, vast but also deep. Sneak peek. Next time we join you, I'll be episode fifteen, and we'll be talking about the secret place. You know, Ryan's going to begin unpacking. What does it mean to go away into a secret place? What does it mean to have a place? Josh and I were talking about this. There's a word in Russian called pustinya. Pustinya is this word for, for rest. It's a physical place where you go to rest in God. You read the Bible, you have time of prayer. Ryan's going to begin unpacking that next week. And then we'll follow up with some hopefully intelligible ideas on the secret place. Or we'll just... Talk meander through other random things but yes we'll we'll probably talk about seer place <laughs> yeah but if you would like we always say we always end the podcast the same way please like this podcast on whatever platform you're watching and listening on um share it so sharing really is powerful i even saw someone in the instagram it was a woman i didn't recognize her name i think she goes to radiant but she said i don't have facebook but i share oh, the yeah, podcast yeah. on instagram mm-hmm. i was like wow 
that's really cool. Yeah, I think it was Alicia. Alicia, thanks, what's up? Alicia. Thank you for doing that. Um, so if you would like and share this podcast on whatever platform, give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Um, the best places to share our Facebook and, and Instagram if, you, if you're on Twitter. Um, and write us a review if you would. Jump on whatever platform that you're on and and, and uh, we hope for a five-star review. If not, see management. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you think we talk about coffee too much, just uh, you can go ahead and there you go. Just fast. Maybe forward. we could start adding like chapter markers oh, in YouTube. I don't know how so to do that. Does Haley know how Haley to do that? Haley knows how to do it. She's yeah. brilliant. She could add a chapter marker and, and like this much of it would be like talking about normal stuff. And then this much would be podcast or uh, coffee. And you could just <laughs> fast forward. I don't know. Right. No, I, I kind of like that. That's good. <laughs> But thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for, for being with us. And uh, we pray you have a great week. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.